0: Welcome to Book Chatter, a monthly book club podcast presented by the Longmont Public Library. I'm Barb, your host for this episode. And with me are Devin. Hello. Josie. Hi. And special guest podcaster, Claire. Hello. To discuss our latest pick Crying in H Mart, a memoir by Michelle Zahner. And, spoiler alert, once again, we'll be discussing our pick in its entirety, so if you haven't finished reading Crying in H Mart yet, you might want to come back to this episode once you've done so. Let's start with a little bit about the author and her work. Michelle Chong-Mi Zahner is best known as a singer and guitarist who creates dreamy, shoegaze-inspired indie pop under the name Japanese Breakfast. She has won acclaim from major music outlets around the world for releases like Psychopomp in 2016 and Soft Sounds from Another Planet in 2017. Zahner was nominated for two Grammys this year for Best New Artist and Best Alternative Music Album for Jubilee, which was released last year. In April of last year, Zahner released her first book, Crying in H Mart, And it is based on her 2018 New Yorker essay of the same title. The book debuted at number two on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list for the week ending April 24th, 2021. Crying in H Mart received the 2021 Goodreads Choice Award for memoir and autobiography. And in June of last year, Orion Pictures announced they would adapt Crying in H Mart into a feature film. And as part of the deal, Zahner is scheduled to help adapt the film and supervise the film's soundtrack. Of Zahner's memoir, the New York Times Book Review says, The daily realities of eating and mourning are on full display in Crying in H-Mart, Zahner's gutting account of coming to terms with her mother's death and coming into her own as a Korean-American. I never thought a book could have me rushing to the pantry for snacks one moment and ugly crying the next. But here we are. For the musician behind Japanese Breakfast, memories flutter around every bite and crunch she eats. And now for some initial impressions. Can we start with you, Claire?
1: Yeah, I definitely give this book five out of five stars. I really loved it, was moved, touched, and as the New York Times Book Review said about the ugly crying and wanting to eat <laughs> snacks at the same time. I definitely yep. did all of that. Um, I I wish that I could cook Korean food or knew someone that did, because I would have really enjoyed that while reading the book. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, I absolutely adored it. It was really transported into her story.
0: Mm. Great. And, Devin, your thoughts?
2: Yeah. I agree with you, Claire. Um, I think this is probably the first title – since we've been doing this podcast that I'm going to give five out of five stars. Yes. <laughs> yes. Memoirs are m- one of my favorites. Um, this book, I, some of these books that we pick, it's like, I feel like I'm actually reading it for work. This book I wanted to read regardless. Mm. And I found myself going, hmm, hmm, hurry up and like have it be nighttime so I can get in bed and read this book. <laughs> I loved it. I loved Her prose, it was beautiful. Um, I I want to be her friend. I looked up her music. I followed her on Instagram. She's adorable. I also (laughs) cannot cook and wish I could. Um, I looked up where there are H-marts around us. I became slightly obsessed. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this book. This was wonderful, and I would recommend it to anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. And Josie?
3: Yes, number three for five stars. Yes. (laughs) I, I've read a few sort of musician memoirs and, you know, they're okay. They're interesting because the mm-hmm. musicians are interesting people, but a lot of them are musicians. They're not authors, right? They're not writers. Exactly. Um, I would say she's sort of an outlier in that because mm-hmm. she, she, her writing was yeah, really, really was. well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I I cried very, very hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I felt connected to her in some ways. Um the food part, I, some of it sounded really good. Um, I'm kind of a, I don't know, I grew up in the middle of the country, so fish is kind of a, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time with fish. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did try bim-bam-bap or whatever, bim-bim-bap, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because I read about it, and my friend yes. Katie was like, let's go to H-Mart and get stuff for it and cook, because there's an H-Mart in Westminster. Mm-hmm. And nice. that was really a really cool experience, just mm. to see the different kinds of produce um mm-hmm. the shells with all different kinds of Korean and other asian uh groceries it was it was a really neat experience um was it good Yeah. You guys made it. it was I, I bought these um melon popsicles what mm-hmm. That taste like honeydew melon like iced honeydew me- oh god they oh, were good boy. going to get some more anyway yummy. um so yeah five stars uh i It reminded me of one of my favorite actual shows that you can see on Hulu. It's called Pen Fifteen, okay, which yes is penis, (laughs) Um, and it's about these two. (laughs) It's like two adult comedian women, um, Mm -hmm. and they go back to or it's but like in middle school, right? Mm -hmm. And all the issues with that, and it's just it's really really well done. But there's one character. Her name is Maya Ishi Peters. And mm-hmm. her mother is Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I saw a l it resonated with me from, from Pen Fifteen and this book. The the relationship between them, um the relationship that was just like probably most teen daughters with their mothers, mm-hmm. um, but also they were different. You know, she had a, a white dad and a Japanese mother, and so mm-hmm. I, I would suggest if you can get a hold of Pen Fifteen, it's two seasons, it's so funny. But don't um, watch it in front of kids. <laughs> um, some of it, <laughs> it's, yeah, not terribly inappropriate, yeah. but it was really, really good, too. So.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. Well, I think Soner hits it out of the park, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm a five out of five Yay! stars. Thanks. I join you in my admiration for her writing style. Uh, that that um, This is a story of great loss and great growth at the same time and there's this ambiguity in a lot of what she's going through and and her prose just puts you in the middle of that that um it's not even balance it's it's teetering between and i I particularly appreciated her honesty about what she and her mother went through uh, as she was growing up it was raw it was Hard to read at times. And then to watch her go through, um, I mean, she went through all the steps that that you go through when, when, you know, anyone, when when anyone's facing death, that that anger, grief, denial, bargaining, and and then acceptance. And you could see her going through that. And um, she's just so honest about the whole thing and puts it right out there in front of you in such gorgeous language. And so, yeah, I fell in love with it. I I would have loved to go to H-Smart with you. I think yeah. I'm going to have to make a trip too. And uh, just, just experience some of the food she's describing because that's kind of the backbone for the whole story is mm-hmm. food. And food and I get along great. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recommend this to anybody. It is a marvelous memoir. Go out and read it. Um, so yeah. Five out of five from everybody. Oh, That's a first, wow. I You're think. it might be. That might be.
1: <laughs> 20 out of 20 stars. That is amazing. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> okay, let's dive into the questions for discussion. And thanks to bookclubs.com for their guide to crying in H-Mart. First question. My mother was always trying to shape me into the most perfect version of myself. This is what Zahner says right on page 18. What do Michelle's mother's habits and beliefs reveal about her as a mother? What value do you see in her approach to parenting? And what would you do differently? Would you like to start us out again, Claire?
1: Sure, yeah. I think Michelle's mother had a deep and complicated love for Michelle, and I think their relationship was intense in kind of all of the ways. Mm. Um, It made me kind of think that there's a universality to motherhood, but also there's a specificity to, um, you know, the Korean motherhood or being an immigrant mother. Um, mm-hmm. That's very kind of culturally specific and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, her mother was a Korean mother living in the United States and how that's a fairly unique position Um to be in and recognizing as a white woman myself from the United States, Mm -hmm. not really being able to fully, you know, inhabit or embody what she went through um, and fully understand. But I felt like there was, this was really a window um, into aspects of Korean motherhood, which also isn't a monolith in and of itself as well. Mm -hmm. And I think her mother was really kind of in between as well um, because I feel like she rejected, a lot of maybe what was traditional Korean motherhood with Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily engaging with the church or religion in traditional ways. Um, But then also um, I was particularly touched by and what I kind of thought as very symbolic of her mother's mothering was um, where the author explains how her mother's broke in her boots for her before (laughs) sending them to her. So it was literally like her mother wanted to take away her pain or prevent her from having pain and -hmm. wanted to sort of absorb her pain, which I I see as very nurturing and selfless, but also complicated because she's almost kind of morphing her identity with her daughter and sort of the pressures that that put on Michelle as – you know, particularly as a teenager and sort of the angst and and real mental health struggles that I mm-hmm. think she talks quite honestly about as a teenager, uh, but really sort of just that, that complicated nature and that how I also related to, you know, the westernized version of sort of white Western women beauty standards um, oh and how that mm-hmm. is that was ingrained in me as a child mm-hmm. from my mother, and I saw similarities to that in uh, Michelle's mother. Sure. And her, you know, her expectations and maybe hopes for her daughter were greatly influenced by, obviously, her youth growing up in Korea. Oh, yeah. um, and having, um, being really ingrained with the beauty standards there of having a small face mm-hmm. um, and all of that, and really kind of... Uh, having that influence how she viewed her daughter and mm-hmm. and how hard that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably from both perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just... I really related to a lot of their relationship uh, and also was really intrigued in sort of its uniqueness and how Michelle's mother was really her connection to her Korean identity. Oh, yeah. And that she really kind of, once her mother passes away, is worried that she won't be Korean
2: anymore. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. She yeah. lost her
0: anchor, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with Claire. Um, there was a lot that I could relate to as well. The whole angsty teenager not wanting your mom to suffocate you, and it's like, get away. And then coming back, you know, as, a, as an adult, um, mm-hmm. as, you know, a close relationship. My mom was pretty much the opposite of this, um, mm. she, you know, food wasn't a big deal in our house. You know, we had home cooked meals, but my mom wasn't a very good cook. My dad could make <laughs> pancakes, and that's about it. Um, and I, I took that on as well. I don't know anything about food. Reading this stuff was just delicious sounding. Don't do not read this if you're hungry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom put a lot of emphasis on cleaning. That was where she had the iron fist. It was literally her finger going across the, you know, countertop. Mm-hmm. And if it was dirty, you redid it. Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit of that, but just in a different, um, different way. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle's mother loved her with food, loved yeah. her with food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. and it, it, that's a, that's a good thing, I guess. Um, you know, I know that here in the United States, sometimes that creates disorders and and things mm-hmm. like that, where food is such an emphasis in a relationship, um, mm. th- there is value to that. though, Like you know, to the to the question here, um, you know, she, now she's a brilliant cook and she can she can do all these things that um, a lot of people can't. Um, mm-hmm. There were things that I would do differently. I don't think the mother um, had a super healthy relationship with her. Yeah. There were some things that I read that really shocked me and was almost borderline abusive, in my mm. opinion. I don't really like that real strict authoritative parenting um Mm -hmm. I think that does damage but Michelle you know clearly came out you know okay um you know and I also thought it was odd that the mother didn't really seem to facilitate a relationship with her father father was kind of an afterthought you know like a a felt that way sometimes yeah yeah. like he just moved to Taiwan and do they even talk anymore and Mm -hmm. you know they seemed they seemed that they were in love, the mother and the father, but apparently he was having affairs, and the girl stumbled on on mm. the computer, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish that I would have learned more about the relationship with her father and what that was about. Mm-hmm. But. It
1: was mm-hmm. interesting, the trip to Vietnam that they took yeah. right after. it
0: was probably not a good idea. Oh, I really think that was like, not a great decision. Yeah. But, but it they got of, a
1: lot out too. Well, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. In that
0: sense, it was good. processed a little bit.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: you're trying to rush maybe the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. or cover mm-hmm. it up. Run kind of an away. American distract
2: thing. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, distract mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I can I can understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can understand. Yes, my my father died from cancer and mm-hmm. a few years ago, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: I processed processed it differently than her. I mm-hmm. I didn't eat. You know, mm-hmm. I went the opposite. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I'm eating now, though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I I don't have anything really in, interesting or in, insightful to add, um, <laughs> but I, I did. I think early on, I wrote "love equals food" and "food equals love." Oh, I wrote that down too. Um yeah. and my this is my experience with my mother-in-law um, and my husband's family. You know, when when they invite people over for dinner. Mm-hmm people are like, oh, what should I bring? And it's a very traditional thing for them to say, you don't bring anything, you just bring yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And even, I don't think they've ever had a potluck. <laughs> and they don't really, <laughs> not that they don't like people when they bring things, but they're like, no, you know, because this was this is their cooking for people and making good food for people, is that they one of their principal ways of showing love and care mm. and hospitality. Right. So right. we have a sticker, a bumper sticker on our... Door, in our kitchen, it says "Love people, cook them wonderful food" or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, yeah, she, she you know she wasn't a great mom. She had issues, um, but I I thought that part of her where she said, you know, you keep ten percent for yourself, um, that was very interesting. Yes, um, and there's part of me that can really identify with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas maybe maybe in traditional Korean society, oh, you give everything for your children. Mm. She certainly gave a lot. Very interesting. She was like, yeah. keep this part. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she didn't feel like she was keeping it from her daughter. She was just keeping it from everybody. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: It was, that was just... That's an intriguing comment. That makes yeah. me
2: think. You know, what mm-hmm. does that mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, does
2: mm-hmm. that mean like keeping secrets or does that mean like cuz she the mother you know started drawing and painting later in life um and Michelle was like did she all was she always an artist why did you know is that yeah. the, is that the 10% she's keeping or is it the secret like she said oh i had an abortion later because you were such a bad kid <laughs> i mean I or is that the it's secret?
3: secrets i think it's just
2: I don't know. Your life is not entirely
3: for your children. There you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely I think it's not losing yeah. your
0: identity in your children. Okay. Or, or and they yes. don't have
3: to be involved in every single thing you do. Every right. single thing you do does not have to be about them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I how you, yeah, mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I don't really mm-hmm. know how I would define that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's kind of a radical thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a form of radical self care.
3: There right? you go. Um, it's healthy. That yes, is, You're yeah. a mother,
0: but you're still a you're human being. You're a person. Being. You're still an artist. You're <laughs> mm-hmm. still a cook. Yeah. 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 It's not all about Your identity the kids. has
1: not been subsumed by these these people. Mm-hmm. Which and Burst. that really, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that challenges, I'm sure, like all forms of, you know, motherhood in a way, right? Mm-hmm. The pressures that are put on mothers across mm-hmm. cultures. Right. Right. She really. She challenged that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Probably even yeah. marriage, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, marriage, you're supposed to give it all to each other. And, you know, and having know. only one child was unusual, too. I mean, it, most yeah. people don't have just one child, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what the real reason was Why we didn't, I mean, none of us on my business, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. But it yeah. is intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. How does Michelle's relationship with her mother evolve over the course of the memoir? compare their relationship with other parent-child relationships in the memoir and with your own experience?
2: Oh, I think it was fairly normal. I mean, you know, (laughs) you have the angsty, the mother and daughter relationship. That was universal. It's quite different from, in my experience, the mother and son relationship um i have one son so i can't really speak to that but Mm -hmm. i do remember being very angsty and my poor mother had four daughters (laughs) and um, (laughs) yeah the the pulling apart and the the wanting to be independent you know i think michelle really wanted that her mom was like no Mm -hmm. um and i don't i think that's quite unhealthy um but i think it's normal and Mm -hmm. you know they i think did the normal you know push and pull of, yes. of a parent-child relationship. Um, mm-hmm. it, it pretty much paralleled mine with my mother. Mm-hmm. I definitely related more to the the tension
1: and particularly the, the very clear ideas of what mothers sometimes want for their daughters. Uh-huh. Um, I think my mom had maybe a pretty clear idea of what she thought was best for me kind of like oh, how, mm-hmm. how Michelle's positive. mother d- did um and I really disagreed <laughs> with that <laughs> mm. <laughs> that way so I'm not a mother myself so I can only kind of uh imagine the toughness of it <laughs> mm-hmm. but, well, I'm a mother of teens right now oh, yeah
3: oh you, you can, can relate. Yeah. about that you can yes. relate. <laughs> um it's hard it's hard when you feel them Not needing you, yeah, and not really wanting to be around you. It's heartbreaking, and you're like, you're like scrambling and 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 grabbing at them, kind of in a way. And Mm. then you're like, oh, I can't do that. That's pathetic. But (laughs) it's (laughs) it's not (laughs) pathetic. It feels pathetic sometimes. It It feels just like, please pay attention to me. You know, yeah. It's not
2: pathetic. It's I think it's (laughs) totally normal. Oh god, it's hard. I'm the weird one that was like, oh, you're independent. Yay. Go have fun. Here's fifty bucks. Yes. Yeah.
0: Go away for a while, yes.
2: <laughs> I
1: I was intrigued because I have a very close relationship chip to my father. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always kind of intrigued by stories where the mother and daughter are more close and mm-hmm. the father's more in the background. Yeah. Kind of like how Definitely. we were talking That's about right. the father yeah. before, but kind of comparing her relationship, Michelle's relationship to her father versus her mother you know, was pretty intense in her father's background of um, Mm -hmm. being a former addict and living on the streets. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously, he had a lot of his trauma. And I think that was a big part of why he
2: wasn't able to show up as a parent. Do you feel like the relationship between Michelle and her mother impeded Michelle having Mm -hmm. a relationship with her father? Was Michelle's mother like possessive almost like I very enabling say, yeah. um mm-hmm. this is my daughter mm-hmm. get kind of get away mm-hmm. And but she but Michelle said that the father was a good provider and he did like mm-hmm. that stuff but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I,
1: I think they like their connection the mother-daughter
2: connection was so intense there so wasn't like room, there's there's room, was room for so another
1: intense because mm-hmm. you know
2: but if he wanted to he could have yes. I guess. maybe so. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't mm-hmm. really blame anybody for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those summer trips to Korea I think yeah. cemented oh, absolutely. the intensity of that okay. relationship and the connection with food because I think we're going to mention that later but um food was one way that that uh, Michelle could connect to the family that she mm-hmm. was spending time with but had a hard time interacting with because she didn't speak Korean fluently, and mm-hmm. and so there was uh, there was just that other bond being yeah. uh, cemented, which there.
2: surprised me that the mother didn't more forcefully have her learn Korean, you know, more thoroughly. I
0: got the feeling Michelle was fighting that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. she was. I, I think that was yeah. one of the battles she dur- yeah. during That's during cool, right? her teenage yeah, days. Yeah, she yeah. she got a chance, but didn't She really, really regretted it later, right? Uh, Deep, yeah. We things. We yes, well. sure. yeah, yeah. I had the chance to learn German, German from mm-hmm. my
2: grandmother, yeah. and I pushed back. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Same thing here. I could have learned Czech when I was a kid, oh, and have... talked to my grandparents mm-hmm. in their, their first language, yeah. but I never did.
2: Yeah, I'm kicking myself now for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really touched by her relationship
1: with her aunts. Yeah. In Korea. Mm. Mm. Um, particularly kind of her bachelor aunt. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. who passes away from cancer too right oh. before her mother. And there's oh, scenes of, of I think Michelle was in Korea by herself without her mother, which was kind of rare when her mm-hmm. mother was alive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was trying to maybe learn Korean or was in Studying, studying, She was helping her with her homework, Seoul. and they were yeah. drinking yes. beer and all the time. And they were like, eating like... fried chicken and drinking beer. And, <laughs> and those scenes like, were just so fun. <laughs> they were. Oh, and yeah. And then her connection with her other aunt, Nami, mm-hmm. and how that kind of, you know, they became stand-ins for oh. the people they'd lost. Yes. And, yeah, I just found it really touching, that mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. I don't come from a big family, and I feel like those adult relationships for kids, in particular, that aren't your parents, uh-huh. are so important so. to your uh-huh. development Absolutely. and your, you know, enjoyment as a mm-hmm. human. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I wonder too, sort of, um, when the two different women friends of,
0: oh yeah,
2: Kay,
3: the mother. Mm. What was the mother's name? I-
0: Chung Mi. Okay, Chung Mi.
3: Um, Chung Mi's two friends, yeah.
1: Kai or K Y E, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then L.A.
3: Kim, L A Kim, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and how Michelle like really appreciated them, right? But she resented yes. it so much. Was like, she oh. yeah. So that's another kind of that mm-hmm. this yeah. is like this cement relationship, and people Possessed. try to get in there, and you're like, no, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. You know, don't you just dare. resist yeah. any kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was probably it was a strong bond, maybe maybe two
2: maybe Strong, too unhealthily so <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, yeah as lots of relationships they have you know they're good and bad yes yes
1: yeah. yeah all human relationships are pretty complicated yeah, yeah. Oh, particularly boy. with your parents Oh, yes. God.
0: absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. let's see h marts and local supermarkets are a regular setting in this book how do these locations shape michelle's experience of food and family and just for the record, uh, we we have two H Mart's in the region here: Westminster, as you mentioned, Josie, and also Aurora. Uh, mm-hmm. If you'd like to take an adventure, it's uh-huh. uh, could be a fun place to go.
1: There's some great on um, Federal. In Denver, in West Denver, there's some great uh, smaller Asian markets. Mm. Um, there's a large Vietnamese population mm-hmm. in the Federal Heights kind of neighborhood. Uh-huh. And I've been to a lot of those smaller markets, and those are really fun mom and to pop. explore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Those are really fun to explore, too. Mm-hmm. But.
2: Do we know if the H-Marts in Westminster have the, the restaurant? It, it has two... Oh,
3: you know. You yeah, know. it has two small... It doesn't have, like, the, the floors, mm-hmm. um, and, like, the, the mm-hmm. food court area.
0: Yeah, that would um. be different.
3: Yeah, because I was like, let's eat <laughs> Let's yeah. eat, yes. I'm like, I'm going there after work. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I feel like H Mart wasn't a huge – I mean, it was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of <laughs> went away. <laughs> but I don't recall yeah. them, like, mm-hmm. her talking about them going to H Mart all the time. I guess I don't mm-hmm.
1: – Yeah, they went to a lot of restaurants, mm-hmm. like the yeah. local yeah. Korean food place in Eugene mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that. and. Yeah, I kind of saw the restaurants and eating and the few kind of grocery store moments as sort of kind of almost like I'm comparing them to sort of books and movies, like windows into Uh, other worlds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that was like their, obviously their window into Korea Mm -hmm. and their roots. And I always like when I travel to go to small markets or even big markets and... Literally, even if I'm not buying anything, just like kind of people watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is through. really yeah. like kind of like reading a book in a way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to observe this grocery store. Mm-hmm. What a great comparison. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, I yes. really, yeah, that was, a, I haven't traveled for a while because of COVID, but that was just something I love to do it to try cool. to be in the right. like, mm-hmm. everyday mm-hmm. life of people that live there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's sort of what Michelle did at the very beginning when going to H Mart was. She wanted to, f- you know, feel yeah. like she was a part of.
0: Yeah, to reconnect with that idea. side yeah. of her identity and all the yeah. people
1: she
3: saw
2: there mm-hmm. that you know would, yeah, would go there for like cool. a, as a touchstone. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if I was in another country and I saw a McDonald's, you know, wouldn't you go in? <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm sad to say I've done that even in Paris. <laughs> oh, no. that's, that's another kind of experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm another busy. experience. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, why did why did you go there? Was it on a yeah
0: homesickness? Yeah, cheap mm. meal fast. Yeah, because were you um, living there? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is mm-hmm. during you get? a sabbatical. Yeah. A burger and fries, or <laughs> <laughs> well, Royale well, with cheese. Uh, is it? Yeah, they have some different stuff there. <laughs> Including, mm. you know, if you go there, uh, you know, sometimes there's there's different alcoholic beverages on the huh? menu. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. So yeah. Very go, go to <laughs> yes, go to McDonald's in Europe. It's different. It uh-huh. is definitely different. Music has been a key element of Michelle's life. How does the music that she listens to relate to the events in her life? And what playlist would you put together for her family? Claire, oh. do you want to take that?
1: Okay, one? I have a playlist prepared. Oh. Do you
0: really? <laughs> I was like, how do you Can we, we include question? that in the notes?
1: Yes. All right. Yes. It's kind of, you know, it's a little bit of the songs that are mentioned throughout the book. Yes. I obviously would highly recommend the entire album of Psychotomps yep. that Psycho-pump. she wrote. Yeah. Right, after her mom her mother's on the cover. death, and her mom yes. on the cover, yeah. and her artwork yeah. on the vinyl. I haven't seen the vinyl. I'd mm-hmm. love to get the vinyl with her mother's artwork. Oh, oh, you can't, can't get cool. the. You can't get a CD. You can't
3: uh, get a CD of no, it? No, I went on Amazon because I wanted to buy it for the yeah. collection. Uh, uh, you can get vinyl or you can okay. stream it.
1: Or you can stream it. Okay. Think, now that uh, may change because of her Grammys. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to start a vinyl collection at the library. <laughs> I've, Some I've, libraries I've, do. I, I thought of it. Yes. Yeah. yes. yeah. I've had Yeah, Record <laughs> players for library
4: things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But my playlist includes Celine Dion. My mm. heart will go on. Yes. And I loved the... Her, the moment in the car where her mom—it's after a, tr- a chemo treatment—and they have um, they duet to Barbara Streisand and <laughs> yes. on yes. to tell him. Yeah. Like I love that. I feel like like food music was also a connector, and
4: mm, she, definitely Michelle
1: was kind of surprised that her mom, like she found out kind of near the end, like oh, this was my mom's favorite band, and like the full circle ness mm. of her once her music career really took off is ending her tour in Seoul and yeah. connecting to like her. Mother's youth. Yes. And the songs my mom was youth. a person and had yeah. her yes. own likes, and yes. that's
2: always yeah. what a revelation. a revelation when, as a teen yeah. or a uh-huh. it's like, oh, we, my parents aren't there. We... Just feed me and clothe me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also
1: really connected to the sense of place in the Pacific Northwest. So I sure spent quite a bit of time in Portland. I know. I think Barb has. You're same. a duck, right? I'm a duck. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I spent um, a year in Eugene. New Eugene, yeah, mm-hmm. and oh. I I really connected with. I'm also she Michelle's two years younger than I am, so we're kind of contemporary. So grew up in mm-hmm. the same time, and I feel like her like late '90s, early 2000s, like Pacific Northwest music, like Modest Mouse, oh, yes. Nirvana, I, yeah. Yes, yes. um, yeah, yeah, Ray, and so I in my my playlist for the book, I would include Slater Kenny, one of my favorite Riot Grrrl bands, Dig Me Out, um, and Nirvana Molly's Lips, which is mentioned. It's one of the first songs that Michelle tries to learn right. on the guitar. Um, I really also, like, I looked up, I Googled, like, best grief songs. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, I like of, there are a ton of playlists for grief, <laughs> yeah. which is really, because oh, I find marvelous. when I'm sad or angry... I I like to go to music, mm-hmm. and very emotional mm-hmm. music, and one of my favorite, most emotional songs is Johnny Cash's "Hurt." Yeah, wow. Uh, and so, yeah,
3: that would be is on my kind playlist. Of incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a
1: Nine Inch Nails song, right?
3: Yes, yes. He covered mm-hmm. yeah, that yes, he, covered. he covered it. Yep,
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, did he ever? Know. Yeah,
2: and really, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. That's Nine Inch Nails, too. I forgot. Yep.
2: They did go. it first. Yeah. yeah. music was huge. It was mm-hmm. almost like her friend, because she was yeah. out there in Eugene in this, like, secluded, isolated cabin, mm-hmm. which I also thought was kind of unfair of her parents, but whatever. Right. Um. You know, she she didn't have any playmates. Like, I grew up in a neighborhood where there were kids everywhere. I always had, you know, I had three siblings, and my mom had a home daycare. I was surrounded by kids constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, And she... Was the opposite, and it's like we should have trade places. <laughs> yeah, but music was her friend; mm-hmm. it was yeah. her outlet, um, and she related Definitely. to, you know, the she talks about um, the singer that is, you know, was an Asian female singer, and she's like, mm-hmm. okay, I want, you know, mm-hmm. and just I don't know,
0: finally a role model. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it was it was a huge
2: <laughs> part of of her of her book and her life.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Cool. You bet.
2: Yeah. Thanks for that, Claire.
3: Yeah, yes, I, have, I have more. You. We'll share it in the notes. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And we'll put it in the <laughs> newsletter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We could have a crying in H Mart playlist. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it.
0: Well, as we've mentioned before, food is a prominent motif throughout this memoir as well. How does the author use various food references to anchor you to specific locations, memories, and cultures? Which foods in the book were the most memorable to you, and why? boy, I just thought of one, and that was the uh, the still squirming, tentacle-laden mm. oh, yeah. thing that she popped in her mouth Is as, yeah. as, you know, she's, she's obviously got an adventuresome palate uh-huh. that she's gifted from her mother, and she kind of, it's almost like she's just trying to keep up yeah. with, you know, well, mom can eat this. My mm-hmm. God, I'm going to eat it too. And she's to you know, prove herself. Describes yeah. it going down her throat. It's like, oh, gosh, kiddo, <laughs> you're braver than I am. It, it's oh, fresh. it's so fresh, it's still moving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I like the, the, the pine nut porridge. That sounded really yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was what they serve um, on special occasions? Or mm-hmm. I can't really remember why. There were so many. And when people are sick. Yes. that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so kind of a One of the food. only
1: things that Comfort her food. mother Like could chicken eat. soup kind of thing. Yeah. And then she... Like she craved it after her mother died, sure. and was yes. like, "Oh, this is I want to make." Well, this they
2: service. say that like your your sense of smell, which is so tied into your sense of taste, mm-hmm. really can bring back nostalgia. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, that, so that made sense to me. Um, I wish I knew more or had time to look up some of what the dishes were. It's like, yeah. is this something that's like rich or spicy or tangy? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. I wanted to see what flavor she was eating during her different emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would have liked mm-hmm. the author maybe to go into a little bit more of that. What um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. kimchi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some kimchi at home, I've never had kimchi. It's delicious. Oh, try.
1: It's wonderful. It's, wonderful. it's, it's so yes. good for your gut. Good for your gut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really, I liked learning about, I didn't know that um, people have kimchi fridges. Yes, yeah, that, that they was use a for revelation, kimchi. too. It's like, yeah. how cool. Yeah, and that she finds then in her mother-in-law's house, yeah. The, her mother's old kimchi fridge which is really yes. sweet. and then that was stuffed with photos, photos. Oh, yeah. and that yeah. was metak- very like metaphorical mm, yes, yes, that, that sure. made me cry that yeah. made me cry <laughs> too yeah. folks. Yeah. and the the videos, I can't remember the person's name, but the YouTube videos she yeah. watched of the Korean yeah. woman cooking food. I, I, I found that Mang yes, touching.
3: She,
0: That's yeah. Mang Chi. Yes. That, that was really her connector. Can I put in a plug? We've got yeah. a couple oh, Mang Chi cookbooks <gasps> oh, at the library. Cool. So if you'd like to read Mang Chi's awesome. big book of Korean cooking or her real Korean cooking cookbook, she, she's fantastic. And and the YouTube videos are just charming. She's. <sighs> Just a delight to watch. And I could see why Michelle kind of fell in love with this person. Yeah. <gasps> Made the connection there.
3: Oh, I'm going to put that How neat hold. that that's out there. Yes. I know. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I definitely
1: think food was, besides, outside of Michelle and her mother, was like the main character. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yes. It absolutely yeah. was. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked, I think, Devin, to your point, I was, a, I got a little bit frustrated like, oh, I don't know what yeah. that dish oh, is. But is I, this? Yeah. I also kind of liked that she didn't explain everything. Okay. That it was sort of like... You know, this expectation of, you know, people that aren't familiar with your food having to constantly explain it. Right. And all exactly. that. uh, and that's a great like, point. Gosh, I yeah. almost see it as, like, taking back, like, not, you know, not having to overly explain right. to that's a That's just lazy reading on my part. I know, yeah. But I think it, like, it makes, <laughs> you, that. Yeah. makes you kind of want to research more. And I, I mm. like that she holds it back and, like, just calls it what it is rather Maybe than, she like, meant translating
0: to do that. it. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to so leave, leave it to you yeah. Yeah. to go dig it up mm, yeah mm-hmm.
1: but
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i wanted to google all of the me too <laughs> and then yes. eat it yeah and then mm-hmm. more than once
3: <laughs> yeah and i was kind of amazed um just beyond just korean food south korea you know particularly they are a cultural behemoth Yeah. yes mm-hmm. i mean they're just
1: i would love like the wow. scenes in seoul yeah. And mm-hmm. how much of a cosmopolitan city mm-hmm. it is, and like the night markets yeah. and the fish markets. Mm-hmm. And
3: it's just a, yeah. for, for a small nation, it's just, it's got such influence over the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. It does. Um, K pop and, and yeah. mm-hmm. Truly, all those. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. it's It's too bad we don't have that kind of stuff here. You know, we do, but not all over. Mm hmm. It's not baked into our culture like that. Having like fish markets and open open air markets, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I watch my husband watches a lot of foodie type shows, and Mm. you know stuff like Anthony Bourdain and things like that. Mm -hmm. And when he Mm -hmm. goes to these places, it's just like wow, it's so different (sighs) and so interesting. And
0: Michelle touches on various incidents of racism and alienation throughout her life, and discusses both idealizing whiteness and fearing that she is not Korean enough. What does this reveal about the complications of growing up mixed race and with Asian heritage in America? How does it compare to Asian American representation and access to opportunities today? That's a long question.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Complicated. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Complicated situation. I remember when you mentioned the the singer, the Korean singer, Karen O from the There you go. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how she was like, oh. Okay, well, there's already a Korean singer, yep. so there can be more than one. There can only mm-hmm. be one, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Just that whole, mm-hmm. that box has been marked, so I can't mm-hmm. be a part of that. Mm-hmm. That was in, that was kind of a. I was like, the- really? Wow, you know, it was, I don't know, yeah. white we, person. We got a right hundred up. Taylor Swifts. So yeah, I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but she, you know, she's
2: like, oh well, we got a one. That's all. No, we're willing to. I'm so glad that she pursued her career. Oh, exactly,
0: yeah. she persisted, and yeah. and
2: yeah.
1: I think that's a big part of. I know one of our coming. Our questions coming soon is about the scarcity mentality mm. and that's really kind of evident of, oh. of that of like is that what that is sort yeah, of yeah oh, okay. I think of, so of um, you know it's weaponized by white supremacy and and dominant cultures to um, keep traditionally marginalized people oppressed basically so it's mm-hmm. kind of you know this false narrative of like we're all in competition mm. and there's a finite amount of resources mm-hmm. and mm. if you Josie are taking up that portion of resources, then that's no longer something that the I niche. can have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's a way to kind of really make people smaller. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um yeah, there there are a few quotes I have about that because I think the scarcity mm-hmm. mentality is very like complicated. Um mm-hmm. and who is using it and for what what purpose. Mm-hmm. But I think kind of Michelle's being mixed race i feel like she felt like she was never white enough and never korean enough so depended on where she was who was judging her Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. um and that honestly i don't think that's changed a ton today again you know i'm a white woman but there's a rise in anti-asian hate and violence and if anything it's kind of you know gotten worse in a lot of ways. It's not Mm -hmm. been a linear process of racial justice. And I think, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, it's really disheartening. It's hard to speak about when you – like, I am a white woman as well. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to speak about because, I mean, I feel like it's not my place Mm -hmm. to to talk about how that experience could affect somebody or how that person felt. Um, I can understand, you know, being a teenager and whatever – state you're in or whatever it's it feels wrong you know I mean you're just right. I hate this I want to grow up and then you grow up and you realize oh realize I didn't have it that bad mm-hmm. there would would you mind if I share no go ahead. I, no, I go found ahead. um
1: <laughs> a couple quotes that I found quite like illuminating of her feelings about being half Korean and half white um let's see it looks like the first one's on page and. Seven. Get out your books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Try to not be yes, a teacher, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do work with teens. I also think this would be a great YA book. Absolutely, would. for yes. teens. Yeah. This
0: is a crossover. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's really yeah. excellent one. Mm-hmm. That's a
3: really
1: good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of when she feel when Michelle feels left out by La Kim and mm-hmm. Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, And it says, she says, what a cruel twist of fate, I thought, my face reddening as I fought back the tears. I had spent my adolescence trying to blend in with my peers in suburban America and had come of age feeling like my belonging was something to prove, something that was always in the hands of other people to be given and never my own to take, to decide which side I was on, whom I was allowed to align with. I could never be of both worlds, only half in and half out, waiting to be ejected, at will by someone with greater claim than me someone full someone whole for a long time i had tried to belong in america wanted and wished for it more than anything but in that moment all i wanted was to be accepted as a korean by two people who refused to claim me you are not one of us kai seemed to say and you really will really never understand what it is she needs in reference to her mother no matter how perfect you try to be Oh,
0: yeah. Wow, that nails it.
1: Yeah, just really, yeah. There, there's also a part in the book where she, after her mother has passed away and she's at a Korean bathhouse and spa and she's oh, getting yes. rubbed down. That also sounds delightful. Yes. Oh, it does. There's yes. A, I don't know if they're, they've they continued to be in business because of COVID, but there's a mm. Korean bathhouse in Denver, mm. I believe. It's Colfax. Yes, another yes. one. I love all of that.
2: I am not – I'm – I'm not modest, but I don't want to get naked in public like that. Yeah, would you guys be comfortable doing that? I probably would would? because I grew up that way. Oh no!
1: no. It was you know I spent some time in Europe as a child. That
0: will change your
1: perspective. (laughs) England, I mean, England England was yeah more (laughs) modest and conservative than the U.S. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like even just in, um, I remember because we. When I was a child, I lived in England, and we traveled around a lot in Europe because it was a lot cheaper because mm-hmm. you were there. Yeah. Um, and I think it was actually in Germany. Oh. We went to a... My mom took me to a bathhouse, and it was definitely when I was a teen... Like, I was like, oh, I can't get naked around right. these people. But it was even... Like, it was um, all, like, non-gendered. Like, okay. everyone was naked in front of everyone, and it was yeah. a bathhouse, and it was just normal. Mm-hmm. Um so I think a lot of that is so like Puritan, like American, U.S. Yeah, I don't like,
2: know where England. I get that from because my parents are not like that. Yeah. I just, but I mean, it's also your ins- comfort level, insecurities,
3: you know? Yeah, I just feel mm-hmm. like a, yeah, fatty mm-hmm. and stretch marks. Well, I think it's oh. it's just yeah, it's, it's, it's freeing though because that cultural has thing though. as far as sure that yeah. you have to look perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. sh- yeah. your
2: naked self, man. It's got to be like, like I would definitely be shaving and waxing supermodel. and sitting up and right <laughs> every day. Yeah, I would not. Mm-hmm. No. yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Any I shape. I mean, I, I think it's you. Intellectually, yeah, but in I practice it's harder. I, I it's am fair. insecure about that. I mean, yeah. I'll admit so it. I, it, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it.
0: We uh, took our kids to uh, swim when we mm. were on sabbatical in uh, France. This is back in 2004, I believe, and... Uh, European beaches are way different Mm -hmm. and you know what you look like in your speedo is nobody's business (laughs) you just you know like you said it's it's your comfort level Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's the society's um, standards I guess and Mm -hmm. we, we saw a lot of naked bodies that by American standards you Probably wouldn't want to see naked, but <laughs> would never don't grace care. a magazine. It's not, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't <laughs> grace a magazine, but the person's obviously very comfortable with it, and so was everybody. But else. But I think it is so changing. Great. I'm jealous yeah. of that. I I'm jealous of that. I see, yeah.
2: plenty of ads, like under- underwear ads, ads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where there are larger women. Well, mm-hmm. in Fort Collins, did they say that you can now be topless, and whether you're a man or a woman? Mm-hmm. That free the nipple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I saw. <laughs> go for it. So I live in Boulder near North Boulder
1: Park. Take that out if that's too.
0: <laughs> People are gonna
1: come <laughs> try to find We're my hair. <laughs> uh, but um, I was there yesterday in the park, and there was a woman topless. I mean, go yes. for and I was Like, oh, that's cool. Like, because I think it used to be illegal. Like, you it did get ticketed. It, yeah. I saw topless lady at the Boulder
2: Market. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the farmer's market? The farmers I admire market. people yeah. that can do that. Uh, I have no problem with mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Yeah. I would just it's be just like, your... I'd compare myself to, mm-hmm. you know, supermodels. Which
0: fly. is unhealthy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'll admit
2: it. I mean, I'm, yeah. You mm-hmm. should
1: read, there's a picture book called. The, I believe it's the bathhouse. I should read a picture book? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so much you can you gain from picture, picture book? books. <laughs> <laughs> there are words, too. Oh, oh, okay. oh my gosh. I could totally tell you're just adult <laughs> <don't> te- librarian.
2: Like
1: <laughs> um like a picture
2: book has pictures
1: and words. Some are wordless. It's so they can all, all
2: be picture mm. books, then. Yeah. <laughs> Except that they don't have if
1: pictures. If they have <laughs> pictures, all <right>. oh, <laughs> delete all of <laughs> this. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. I'm just teasing. But it's called. The bathhouse, we can put it in the notes. Oh, please do. Um, yes. But it's like a great body positivity book about a um, uh, little girl going to a bathhouse, I believe, in Japan, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with her mother and commenting on all the old lady bodies, oh, you neat. know, the little body. Like, yeah. It's, mm. So oh, my it's my cool. kids, they're going to – they won't listen to this because <laughs> they won't. Yeah,
3: shame them, embarrass them. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. When they were little. Um and the kids love to be naked in their little Yeah, right? they do. Yeah. sure. And they would run around naked and say naked brothers. Yeah. Naked
0: brothers. <laughs> That's <laughs> before uh, yeah.
3: bath time and oh my god. And I tell them, and now it's like they go into the bathroom and lock the door. Oh yeah. Yes. It's, it's like a I'm whole not different scene. Come in. I mean they yes. just
2: Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's normal too. Oh boy, mm-hmm. yep. Um, sure I is. loved the scene where, like, they were scrubbing her down and like yeah. all this gray dead skin yes. cells. I'm like, that mm-hmm. sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. I want to be scrubbed. What'd she say? Scrubbed to pink like a newborn mouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Crying in H Mart deals with caregiving for someone with a terminal illness and its aftermath. What do you think of the depiction of guilt and grief? in this story. Uh. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so huge.
2: Yeah. It, it she seemed to go so fast. Like my experience with I don't I've never cared for anybody that had a terminal illness. My dad mm-hmm. had cancer. Mm-hmm. He went through radi- radiation didn't kill him as quickly as it did her mother it, mm-hmm. it took 20 years you know oh, yeah. um 20 years mm-hmm. 20 years yeah I mean it he was fine for years afterwards and then he had throat cancer and it slowly started eating away at the bone mm-hmm. in his jaw oh, he had to take God. bone mm-hmm. out of his shin to put in his jaw mm-hmm. and then his um um vocal cords atrophied and he yeah. couldn't talk through and then he had to be on a liquid diet it was a slow oh. process mm-hmm. but he was fine up until about the last like I don't know, maybe a few weeks, few months mm-hmm. at the most. I mean, I mm-hmm. hadn't I'd been in Colorado for a decade by then. Yeah. Um and, and then once he went into the hospital, he just downhill fast. Yeah. He was gone really quickly. But mm-hmm. um she did she did guilt and grief wonderfully. Oh I mean it's goodness. I sobbed and mm-hmm. I, I she, she just described it exactly how I felt, um, except for all the wanting to eat because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was opposite. But I, I can imagine watching, I've been there with my dad the whole time, you know, and Mm -hmm. caring for him. And he just, I don't know, looked skeletal by the time Mm -hmm. I actually saw him and and came back. You know, I'm from Oklahoma and and flew back and he was Mm -hmm. gone the next day. I went there, spent the night with him and and he was dead the next day. And the last word he said to me was wonderful. (laughs) I was rubbing his feet and I was like, does that hurt? He said, no, it feels wonderful. That's the last word my dad ever said to me. Yeah. Yeah. But... She nailed it. It makes me tear up now. Now think about it,
0: just thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, you know, wrote down one quote. Where do you go after you witness death? And you know, I was with my dad the last night of his life, and yeah. it wasn't cancer, but uh, another sudden downhill uh, yeah. kind of situation, and uh, that that just so encapsulates what you feel when when you start down that path of grief, and uh, it it doesn't entirely end no. you 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 recover in a yeah. in a way, but you, it's shocking it's yeah, yeah,
2: like it, how is the whole world not stopped exactly. uh uh-huh. <sighs>
0: there you are there you are, yeah. Yeah. so that yeah that was very moving mm-hmm. yeah
1: I mean all of it was poignant, but how she really You know, she Michelle felt robbed of her time with her mother as an adult, Mm -hmm. and that they're like, it's just getting good. It's just getting Um, good, and and they weren't able to have it because her mother was young, Mm -hmm. in her fifties, right? thats Mm -hmm. so young. Mm Yeah, and so she, you know, didn't get to have that. I'm so lucky to still have both of my parents and to enjoy them as -hmm. an adult, right? Because it's different. (laughs) It is, yeah.
4: It is different, Yeah. yeah.
0: And the idea of a scarcity mentality is mentioned in the book, relating to a lack of Asian and female representation in the media. Did this impact how you think about representation, cultural differences, and community building? And if so, how?
1: Yeah, so I'm really interested in racial and social justice and how to be Sometimes I like to say an accomplice rather than an ally. <laughs> it's a little it's bit familiar. more active. Yeah. Um and I really enjoy researching and trying to find out about these sort of historic oppressions and also this this idea of a scarcity mentality, because I think it's recently been talked about quite a bit, but it's quite a complicated mm. um concept. But <laughs> there um I found online there's a Unlearning Scarcity, Cultivating Solidarity for the Asian American Community Toolkit. Um, Mm -hmm. It will include the link in the notes, but it's basically a 501CK organization that focuses on uh, racial justice for people in the service industry. Um, Mm -hmm. And they define scarcity mentality as, quote, the idea that everyone exists within a spectrum of competition, not cooperation. And I think this was really seen, like Josie mentioned earlier, when Michelle witnesses for the first time in her life <laughs> an Asian woman musician, Karen O, oh, mm-hmm. from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and she really, you know, and she mentions like, "Oh, I didn't know about the scarcity mentality then," because she really thought no one would accept another Asian woman musician; that mm-hmm. that role was already filled and to f- truly like f- feel that and she still went <laughs> she still went for it yes. and um you know it's sort of like oh our society can only take so much representation that kind of mentality is really sad because there's also diversity within obviously um, these groups and and all sure. of that and you know it i think it's related to being tokenized too mm-hmm. um and how that happens to BIPOC folks so often and in numerous ways and professions. Um, yeah, and just I I reflected on, as I said before, kind of I grew up at the same time that Michelle did, um, and it made me realize, gosh, there weren't many powerful representations during my youth of Asian women. Mm-hmm. Um, me neither,
2: and I'm, what, yeah. 10 years older than you? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think it's getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Thank you to people like Michelle. <laughs> um, yes. And... But I, I really think it could obviously be so much better. <laughs> sure. Um, a wonderful book called Minor Feelings that's written by a Korean American woman. I know we have it at the library. I checked it out at the library. Okay. Great. Um, that deals with a lot of this and specifically um, Asian Americans, um, and it's it's yeah also really illuminating too. Oh. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Josie, Devon, and Claire for a great discussion of Michelle's honors crying in H-Mart. Next episode, we'll be discussing You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey, Crazy Stories About Racism by Amber Ruffin. Writer and performer Amber Ruffin writes with her sister Lacey Lamar with humor and heart to share absurd anecdotes about everyday experiences of racism. Amber and Lacey share some entertainingly horrifying stories through laugh out loud sisterly banter. Painfully relatable or shockingly eye opening, depending on how often you have personally been followed by security at department stores. This book tackles modern day racism with a perfect balance of levity and gravity. You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey is available in print and audio CD formats from the Longmont Library and in ebook and e-audiobook formats from the Front Range Downloadable Library. So, read the book and join our conversation. See the program notes for more information on how to share your comments and questions with us. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to Book Chatter, the book club for busy people.